everyone, welcome back to Are You Still Watching? I'm Chloe Snodgrass, and today I will be hosting by myself for my final show. Today I will be going through <laughs> the um, slides I've created, um, and they're all focusing on different sitcoms I've watched throughout the years. So when I get bored, or you know, like during the summer when I have free time, I make slides, like on Google Slides, of different topics. Um, you know, I've done like my favorite fictional characters. I've done the Marvel movies when I went and watched all the Marvel movies. And um, so one day I decided to do all the different sitcoms I've watched in order by year I started them. So I thought, you know, this was a good way to end my time here on the podcast. I had talked previously about the history of sitcoms, but this will be my own personal history with sitcoms. So, starting out, in 2009, I first watched the show The Nanny. This was, like, the first adult sitcom I watched. Um, it was, I don't know, there was just something about it that when it was on TV, like, I just wanted to watch it. So, it's about Fran Fine, who, her and her fiancé had just broken up, and she starts selling makeup, and she's, like, a door-to-door -door makeup saleswoman. And she ends up in Manhattan and knocks on the door of the Sheffield family, where they think she is, like, she wants to interview for the nanny position. And she goes, well, no, but I could be. So she, you know, um, interviews to be the nanny for the Sheffield family, which is the father Maxwell, and then his three kids, Maggie, Brighton, and Grace. And, you know, she's different. She wouldn't be your typical nanny, but the dad kind of likes that, and he hires her. So the show kind of revolves around, you know, the Sheffield family and Fran, you know, kind of working her way in and then everyone kind of loving her in the end, even though she isn't what you would typically see in a nanny. And then some of the other characters are Niles the butler and Cece, who is um, Maxwell's um, business partner. They um, do different Broadway shows, put on different Broadway shows. Um, the second sitcom I watched was Hot in Cleveland um, back in 2011. So Hot in Cleveland is kind of like your modern day Golden Girls. I talked about it a little bit when we talked about uh, Betty White because Betty White is in the show. It follows four women, three, um, four different women, three women. They were already originally friends. It's Melanie, Joy, and Victoria. They live in LA and they were going out to Paris to spend a week in Paris and their plane crash lands in Cleveland, and when they go to a bar and find out that men like you know like them and um, are hitting on them, they decide to end up living in Cleveland. And Betty White plays Elka, who is the caretaker of their home. So now the four of them are kind of you know going through this whole journey together. Um, it's quite great. It's very underrated. It was just on TV Land. It was TV Land's like first scripted series because normally TV Land just played reruns of other shows. Um, but it is quite good and I do recommend it. I love the show. It's one of my comfort shows and I go back to it all the time. Now, the next show I watched was also in 2011, which is Frasier, which Frasier is probably one of the most successful sitcom spinoffs, or just spinoffs of all time. It's the spinoff of the show Cheers, which I will get to later. So Frasier revolves around Frasier Crane and his wacky family. So we have his brother Niles, and Frasier and Niles are both psychiatrists. Um, and Frasier moves from Boston back to his hometown of Seattle because he gets a job 
basically doing psychology on a radio show. So now his father is living with him, his father Martin and his dog Eddie, and then there's his brother Niles, who's also a psychologist, and then his um, radio producer Roz, and there, <laughs> his father's live-in healthcare nurse Daphne Moon. And this show lasted the exact same time as Cheers. It lasted 11 seasons. It had it won over 30 Emmys. It's one of the top winning shows of all time, Emmy-wise. Um, I do love Frasier. I think it's hysterical in a very, like, very mature way. Um, the comedy, because of, like, who Frasier and specifically Frasier and Niles are, the comedy is very mature. And I, I still loved it when I was a kid, but re-watching it, I understand it so much more. Um, the next show I watched was in 2012, which was The Golden Girls. Now, I have talked about this show quite a bit on here, um, but I do love it. So, you know, it follows, again, four women. Three are a little younger than the one, and that's the same way Hot in Cleveland was. Um, so we have Rose, Blanche, Dorothy, and Sophia, four women all living together. And it just kind of, you know, goes through their day, um, their days, their day-to-day -day lives. Um, and how they kind of navigate romance in their being their age. Um, yeah. And then in 2013, I watched the show Friends. Um, now we've talked about Friends on the shows on the podcast as well. And Friends follows six different friends, all living in New York with um, these, you know, fantabulous apartments that no one understands how they could afford. Um, but I do think Friends, obviously to this day, it's still very popular. People love Friends. I do. I think it's very funny. Um, is it my favorite? No, but I do quite enjoy it. Um, and, you know, Friends has done extremely well, you know, since it aired back in 1994. Then... Um, in 2014, I watched Parks and Rec, and um, we did have an episode where Sydney and I talked about, my co-host Sydney and I talked about The Office for Parks and Rec, and um, I just love Parks and Rec. It's probably one of my ultimate comfort shows. It's a show that my family and I watch together, that we enjoy watching together. I just think it's so funny, and the whole cast is just unbelievable, and it, you know, yeah. It's just, it's so good. And I do recommend Parks and Rec to everyone because I think it is just so good. Um, then in 2015, I watched the show 30 Rock, which I watched. I started watching uh, Parks and Rec because I had watched Amy Poehler on SNL. And then I watched Parks and Rec. And so then from there, I watched 30 Rock because Tina Fey was on SNL at the same time as Amy Poehler. And 30 Rock was written and created by Tina Fey, and it's supposed to be, like, kind of her telling her story about her time at SNL as head writer. Um, 30, but 30 Rock, it's, I would say it's kind of like an acquired taste. It's, it's hysterical, but it's comedy is just so crazy and so out there. So the show follows Liz Lemon, played by Tina Fey. And um, so she's the head writer of The Girly Show, and the main stars of The Girly Show are Jenna Maroney, played by Jane Krakowski, and Tracy Jordan, played by Tracy Morgan. 
So it's like a sketch comedy show like SNL. And then you have Alec Baldwin, who plays Liz, Liz's boss, um, Jack Donaghy. I just think that 30 Rock, it just some of the episodes, my favorite episode is the Queen of Jordan. Um, it's so funny. It's, I don't know, it's like they do like a reality, a whole reality show thing within the show, within the show. It's just so good. And I, I enjoy 30 Rock. I do. Um, the next show I watched was also in 2015. <laughs> um, so in 2015, I um, tore my ACL playing lacrosse. And so I was laid up all summer because I had surgery at the beginning of the summer. And so there was a time where I was at my grandparents' house. We were all hanging out by the pool and I couldn't go in because I had my big brace on. And my family was giving me like song recommendations and we were playing like old country music because that's what, you know, my mom and my aunts grew up on um, because my, that's what my grandma and my grandpa listened to. So my mom was like, oh, play Fancy. And at that time, Fancy by Iggy Azalea was huge. So I was like, um, what Fancy are we talking about here? And she goes, oh, by Reba McIntyre. And I was like, who? Like I, and I, I would, I had just been getting into country music at that time. I really was only like listening to like Luke Bryan, um, at that time. So I didn't know who Reba McIntyre was. And so I played the song and I loved it. I fell in love that night. I went home and I watched all of Reba's music videos, listened to all of like a lot of her music. I was like, I just living and loving. And so, you know, I was doing my research, um, on Reba and found that she actually had a sitcom. She had her own show, which it's kind of like a, I, the show, it's like very much like joked that, you know, it's one of those shows that like people like my age grew up on. And then like when they would come home from school, they turn on the TV and it would be on. Um, so the show follows Reba. She plays Reba in the show, Reba Hart. And at the beginning of the show, her and her husband Brock are in therapy um, because it kind of comes out that he was having an affair with his dental hygienist, Barbara Jean, and Brock and Reba have three kids, and their oldest daughter, Cheyenne, is 17, and then it comes out that she's pregnant um, with this guy named Van, and so Van moves in with them, and Brock moves out, and then him and Barbara Jean um, you know, get married and they have a kid, but then, like, the whole thing is, like, Barbara Jean's obsessed with Reba, but Reba doesn't like her because she broke up her marriage and she's a little out there, a little crazy, but they do kind of, like, end up being, like, best friends and it's very sweet in a kind of weird way, but I, that show, it's very good. It only, it was on for six seasons, um, and again, I think it still plays on the TV, TV land all the time. Um, it's quite great. And then the next show I watched was in 2016, um, the show Grace and Frankie, which actually I think the, the last season airs tomorrow. It's on Netflix. Um, I think in 2016, Grace and, Frankie was, Grace and Frankie was relatively new. They were either on their second or third season. So this show has a powerful cast. So we have Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda who play Grace and Frankie. And then we have Martin Sheen and Sam Watterson, who play their husbands, um, Robert and Saul. So Grace is married to Robert, and Frankie's married to Saul. And the very first episode, they go to dinner, the four of them, because 
um, Robert and Saul, they are lawyers and they have a practice together, but Grace and Frankie really never got along. They're very different. Um, so, and they all own a beach house together and then their kids all grew up together. Um, so they go to dinner and the men tell Grace and Frankie that they are gay and that they are leaving them for each other and that they had been having an affair for 40 years. Um, so from there, they, you know, they move in together and then Grace and Frankie move into their beach house together. Um, this show, you know, between like Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, like they did, you know, their careers are, you know, they've been around for a long time. You know, Jane Fonda has two Oscars. Lily Tomlin has five or six Emmys. You know, they were very well established and now they're both in their 80s and they're still doing a full-time sitcom. Um, and this was after, you know, they did back in 1980, they did the movie nine to five together with Dolly Parton, which is also a great movie. Um, so it was great to see them back on TV again because I had seen nine to five before I watched Grace and Frankie and I love nine to five. So being able to see them do this is great. And yeah, like I said, I think tomorrow, the latest, the last season airs tomorrow on Netflix. Um, the next show I watched was the show Mom. back in 2016. Now, this show follows Christy, played by Anna Ferris, um, and her mom, Bonnie Plunkett, played by now Oscar winner Allison Janney, and they are both recovering alcoholics. Um, you know, Bonnie had Christy when she was a teenager and was an alcoholic all throughout Christy's life, and then um, Christy was also an alcoholic and she had two kids and the show starts out with her, you know, going to AA and once she shows up to AA, Bonnie's there and, um, then they end up moving in together and it, the show kind of just works through them, you know, kind of like Christy forgiving Bonnie and then Christy eventually goes to law school and then in the final season, Christy's not in it. Anna Ferris is no longer in it, but they are able to build this great group of women around them that are in, you know, AA with them. And I think it is a great show. The first season, I don't think I've ever laughed as hard at a TV show as I did that first season. It was so funny. I don't even know like how to explain it. It's just so funny. And um, I, I think it, it doesn't get much appreciation because I didn't really hear about it until I really learned who like Alice and Janney was. And that's kind of how I discovered the show. But it is so good. And I think they do a good job at tackling, you know, the whole, you know, alcoholism um, like topic. Um, the next show I watched was in 2017, which is the show Veep, starring Julia Louis-Dreyfus, which I did talk about somewhat during the Seinfeld episode. Um, so I kind of did this weird thing where I watched Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She has three main sitcoms she has done throughout her career, and I watched them backwards. So I started with her latest show, Veep. I think I just had a free month of HBO, and so I was watching stuff on there, and I came across Veep. It's where Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays Vice President Selena Meyer. And it's about her and her team's hijinks as, um, as her as vice president. And, you know, throughout the series, it does evolve. She eventually becomes president, and then she's not president anymore, and then she tries to run for president. But um, this show, it's probably one of the smartest comedies I've ever watched. It is, um, it's a fantastic show. Um, 
and the whole cast is amazing and the way they work together and they are quite mean to each other but it's in a funny way um the next show then i watched was her next show um the new adventures of christine which is um about um Christine Campbell, her and her husband are current are divorced. She's raising her, their son Richie, and her um, ex husband starts dating this woman named Christine. But everyone calls her New Christine because, well, she's his new Christine, and she's younger um, than Julie Louis Dreyfus's Christine. Um, also, I think this show is probably the most underrated on this list because it's like. I had to search the internet to try to watch this show, but it is so good. Um, Wanda Sykes plays um, Christine's best friend, Barb. It is really good, and it's just one of those fun sitcoms that you can just turn on and just kind of watch, you know, whenever you want to. And then the next show, Julie Louis-Dreyfus' very first show that she became famous for, Seinfeld. Um, now, we've gone into to talking about Seinfeld because we talked about it when we talked about Seinfeld versus Friends, but Seinfeld is basically known as the show with no plot. It revolves around four friends, um, you know, in their daily lives. I don't know. I never really understood why it was called the show with no plot because I always thought, you know, it did have somewhat of a storyline, you know, <laughs> from episode to episode. Um, but I think that's how most sitcoms are, you know. It's not like a drama where, you know, it all kind of goes into the next episode and there's a lot of, like, to be continues. Um, but I think that overall Seinfeld did have, like, an overarching, you know, idea of what the show was. Um, the, <laughs> the next show I watched was in 2018. It was the first show I fully watched in college. Um, the show is called Sybil for Sybil Shepherd. Um... So the show basically revolves, and I'm kind of, because this show, I'm going to be very honest, is not very good, but I did watch all four seasons for Christine Baranski because her character is an absolute marvel. It's amazing. But the show is about Sybil Shepard, and she's an actress. Oh, no. Her name is Sybil Sheridan in the show. Her real name is Sybil Shepard. And in the show, she's an actress, but she doesn't get, you know, very many parts. She does, like, a lot of guest starring roles and a lot of um, commercials. And then it revolves around her. And she has two ex-husbands, and she has a daughter from each of them. And actually, her one daughter is played by Dee Dee Pfeiffer, who is Michelle Pfeiffer's little sister. And, um, and then, so it's about her two ex-husbands, her two daughters, and then her best friend, Marianne Thorpe, who is played by Christine Baranski. And the tea behind that is that um, Christine Baranski, she was kind of the breakout star of this show. She really only had done theater before um, Sybil. She had two Tonys, but then after the first season of the show, she won an Emmy, and then Sybil Shepard kind of hated her for that. And um, <laughs> so they kind of didn't like each other through the rest of the show, even though they had to pretend to be best friends. And I would say that the one shining moment of the show was their friendship. Because even though I didn't really like Sybil's character very much, I did enjoy scenes with her and Marianne. Um, and Marianne played kind of like her like best friend who was like 
very, you know, she was very rich. She enjoyed alcohol, which then leads me to the next show, which is Will and Grace. I watched Will and Grace right after I watched Sybil back in 2018, my freshman year of college. Now, Will and Grace is probably, well, it was um, for a while my very favorite TV show until a show coming up soon beats it out. But I love Will and Grace. I do. It's about Will, um, Will Truman and um, Grace Adler. They are two best friends. They've been best friends since college. They dated for a while in college until Will came out as gay and then they broke up, but they remained best friends and they live together. It's in, takes place in New York. Will's a lawyer. Grace is an interior designer. And then there's also their two (laughs) wacky best friends, Jack McFarland and Karen Walker. Now, Karen Walker is like uh, Marianne Thorpe and Sybil and Megan Mullally, who played Karen, even talked about in interviews how she kind of got inspiration from Christine Baranski's character in Sybil. And when I was watching those interviews, I was like freaking out because I was like, oh my God, I had just watched Sybil. Like I totally get it. And the fact that I just watched those two shows back to back was just a total coincidence. Um, but no, Will and Grace is amazing. So yeah, so, and it's one of the first shows on television that really had like LGBTQ plus like representation. So we have two full, you know, two main characters that are gay on the show. And it's also just, it's hysterical and really it's really my favorite show because of Karen Walker. She's just absolutely hysterical and kind of a character that's like doesn't exist. Like it would be very hard, I feel like, to find a person in real life that is like Karen Walker. Um, the next show that I watched is the show Cheers, which um, Frasier was a spinoff of. Uh, Cheers basically takes, so the whole show basically takes place in a bar. Um, in Boston, the bar is called Cheers. It is run by Sam Malone, who was a former baseball, uh, pro baseball player and an alcoholic, but he is sober and now owns a bar, which, um, don't know how healthy that is, but I guess it worked for him because the show was on for 11 years and he never slipped. Um, so the show basically takes place around the cast characters who works at the bar and their, um, their patrons you know you have your regulars norm and cliff who don't work at the bar but are somehow there every single day even though they're technically supposed to have jobs (laughs) um and then you have like carla and woody who work at the bar and then this is where fraser came into play fraser he was a patron of the bar still a psychologist in um cheers and but he just um and i think that um you know, you see, definitely see a different Frasier compared to Cheers to the show Frasier. I think he's definitely more looser and more, um, like, kind of free-going in Cheers um, than he is in Frasier. But Cheers is a great show. It's considered one of the greatest shows of all time. It's, um, it's very good. It's also one of the shows that, you know, that you can just throw on an episode and just kind of watch it because each episode's so different. Um, and you can pick up like on who the characters are very easily. Um, then the next show I watched was in 2021, which was Modern Family. Now I, you know, obviously have heard about Modern Family. I had seen like episodes here and there. It's a very popular show. It just ended, um, back at the very end of like last year. 
and um, it had been on for a long time. There was 10 or 11 seasons. And so I had started watching it um, at the very, like, towards the beginning of 2021. And I, you know, watched a few seasons and I kind of took a break and came back to it. And when I came back to it, I just watched it. Like, I was watching it all the time. Whenever I had a free minute, I was watching it. Um, so Modern Family revolves around three separate families who all interconnect into one. So you have Claire and her husband, Phil, and their three kids. And then you have Claire's dad, Jay, and his wife, Gloria, and her son, and then their son together. So you have then, then you have Claire's brother, Mitch, and his partner, Cam, and then their daughter, Lily. So I just really like this show and like the d- different interconnectings of the family. And it is hysterical. Phil Dunphy is probably one of my favorite television characters. He is hysterical. Um... And I just really enjoy, you know, everyone, how everyone interacts and like the different, you know, because everyone always like, you know, you know, you had your main three families and like their interactings in between. But I really liked the scenes where, you know, you got to see like Phil and Gloria or like Cam and Claire and you got to see like overlappings within the family of people who wouldn't normally hang out or spend a lot of time together um that's what I really enjoyed about that show and I did cry when I watched the final episode it was very sad made me very sad so now the latest sitcom I've watched and the show I was going to just talk about today um because it has now taken the top spot as my favorite show is Ted Lasso Um, so I discovered Ted Lasso back in, like, October, um, of 2021, because it was all over my Twitter feed, and I had watched the Emmys the month before, and they were nominated for a bunch of them, and had won quite a few of them, um, and, but I really just wanted to kind of talk about, you know, all the sitcoms I've watched throughout the show since that was, since, throughout the years, since we had talked about sitcoms so much on the podcast, um, but Ted Lasso has, you know, knocked out Will and Grace, Criminal Minds, Law and Order SVU as my top favorite show. So Ted Lasso is about Ted Lasso. He is a Kansas American football coach and he moves to London to coach English football, even though he's never done it before. He was hired by Rebecca Welton, who is the head of AFC Richmond, this football team. And she's trying to kind of destroy the club because it was her ex-husband's and she got in the divorce and it was like all he really ever cared about and you know he cheated on her and she was trying to get back at him so finally she hires Ted to kind of destroy the club um and then you know we get to see the inner workings of the whole team which um some of the main characters are um Roy Kent and Jamie Tart who are character who are um you know, players on the team. And then we have Keely Jones, who ends up working for Rebecca and dating um, Roy Kent. And then we have Higgins, who works for Rebecca. And we have Nate, who becomes um, Ted's um, assistant coach. Now, I just, I love Ted Lasso. I've watched it roughly seven times since October of 2021 till now. I watched it by myself 
and then I watched it by myself again, and then for Thanksgiving break, I made my mom watch it. Winter break, I had both my sisters watch it, and then when we came back from winter break, I had both my roommates watch it. I just, I love it so much, and I could watch it all the time. I've seen it so many times. The first two seasons are out on Apple TV+. Plus. I recommend it to anyone who will listen. I will talk about it with anyone who will listen, because I just think it is so good and is so smart. It was created by Jason Sudeikis, who plays Ted, and I just think they have so many, like, interconnecting things, and if you go back and you rewatch the show, you know, and you look for these tiny details, like, certain things will make sense. I don't want to spoil too much, because I do think everyone should go watch it, and some of them are, like, big plot points, but you just go back and you find, like, these little details you hadn't caught before, and I've watched it now, like, fully almost eight like seven, eight times and I'm losing count. <laughs> um, and every time I watch it, I find something different that I had never seen before. Just like a look or a glance from one of the characters, but like, but it makes so much sense when something happens later on. And they're currently filming season three, which it is, there is talks that season three will be their last season, which makes me very sad, but I just, I love it so much. And I, I think that Ted Lasso came at the perfect time. It's a very uplifting show. Um, very heartfelt, very funny, and it came out right when the pandemic hit. The first season aired in 2020, a few months after we went into lockdown, and I think it just came at the perfect time. Um, yeah, so those are all the sitcoms, a basic rundown of all the sitcoms I've watched. I do recommend all these shows to anyone. A lot of them are on different streaming services so you can go check them out especially Ted Lasso I think <laughs> I, I will push it on to anyone I know I'm currently now trying to talk my dad into watching it it is just it's so good and I was watching it before I came on here to talk I just I love it so much but all these sitcoms do have a special place in my heart because you know at one time or another that was what my focus was on you know it takes a while to watch a tv show especially because all of these shows you know have more than more than four seasons so it takes time to have to sit there and watch a tv show so at one point all of these shows really did mean something to me I'm just right now this is currently dead lasso especially because I'll probably be watching it non-stop until the new season airs um late summer early fall but I cannot wait I'm so excited so I just wanted to thank everyone for being on this journey of this podcast with me um unfortunately this is my last episode I do graduate here um in a few weeks so that is all I have for you guys thank you for watching you can stream this podcast on the daonline.com or anywhere you stream podcasts